0: Welcome back to Geek Explain, the podcast for comics, film, TV, and more. You name it, we Geek Explain it. I'm your host, Eric Azana, and you know what you're here for. I'm going to cut right to the chase. This is part two for our discussion on Infinity War. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, what are you doing here? Go back, listen to that episode, come back here. This is part two. I'm going to reiterate, huge amount of spoilers. We're basically going from point A to point Z, and everything in between. We're going to be going through every single beat that we can, our thoughts on it, of this film. So definitely check out the previous episode. Come back here. Jump on in. It's me. It's Chris Carter. We're going to jump right into the discussion. So welcome back, and enjoy so um then we jump to the battle at wakanda mm. and you see like the dome come up you see the outriders flooding out of yeah. these ships and it, what what am i f- no go ahead
1: it's great you know I, like this this part of the movie and i don't even know if it's the half or the last third of it it reminded me a lot of a. Uh, Elements of Lord of the Rings when you have these giant armies set up and the generals and on on both sides and you have you have Black Panther, you have Bucky, you have Cap, you have uh, Banner in Hulkbuster armor, and you've got right you've got these this this line of generals amongst these other soldiers, and and it's like they you know you you know what's happening and it's just it's this moment of as an audience member, it's like wow, Something bad's is gonna happen, you know, and because yeah. you know going in that something bad's going to happen and bad right. things have already happened. So, you know, you're nervous and you're uncomfortable. And I think for the first time in watching a Marvel film, that's the emotion that I got where I was nervous watching it, you know. Yeah. Like and, and I think that was really a credit to the film and, and all but and then you know we don't talk about we didn't talk about Titan uh, and how Thanos finally talks about why he feels that His way of doing it is the best way. You're right. You're
0: absolutely right. His, I, 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 I'm thinking. You, 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 you're absolutely right, and touches on his backstory. Yes, where he basically says, you know, uh, not enough resources, too many mouths to feed, Mm -hmm. and he uses the reality stone to show like what his planet used to be, which
1: was a great way to show someone who like me has no idea.
0: Right, of course, Mm -hmm. and it's so it's so interesting how he makes that point and that you through that dialogue know exactly what his plan is mm. because he even says it he's like I, I had a plan we had we had an overpopulation problem so I said genocide at random fair rich poor mm-hmm. sick healthy genocide. whatever we cut it in half no special treatment no privileges that's it mm-hmm. and you f- you realize that this is his plan mm-hmm. and they allude to it throughout the film where they're like the snap he could do it with a snap of his fingers wipe out half the universe and what ends up happening is like of course that gets paid off on later mm-hmm. but we also we get to see um, Thanos with Gamora after them uh, after them kind of coming into contact you see this brutal torture sequence with Nebula because you find out Nebula was on his like tried to assassinate him in the events leading up to this movie and Gamora reveals that she knows where the soul stone is and so she and Thanos go to I think it was Vormir, Vormir. and They get there, and they start heading up. And this was something I didn't pick up on the first time, but the second time I saw it, this shadowy figure comes in front of them, and immediately Thanos puts his arm up to protect Gamora. Oh, He puts his arm to... And that's one of those little, little things where, like, if you, you blink, you miss it. And I didn't see it the first time, but the second viewing i was like oh my god like you see it right there that he really cares about about her and we get the reintroduction of the red skull and i love the red skull captain america fan yeah yeah that's that's me unabashedly but like you've always like you you wonder about it you theorize because in captain america first avenger back before we knew it was an infinity stone the tesseract was the tesseract it was being used for its energy uh i along with a lot of people thought it was the cosmic cube and we see red skull almost get vaporized at the end of the film Mm -hmm. and later on we find out that it opens up portals later on we find out that it's actually the space stone so you start to theorize theorize like where did he go are we ever going to follow up on it and you find out that after that happened, he was pulled here. And he's been here ever since. And I was really, really excited. Because Hugo Weaving, after who, who played Red Skull in First Avenger, afterwards said, I'm never coming back to this. I'm never coming back. And I was really upset by that because it's the Red Skull. <laughs> he's the biggest villain for Cap ever. And when... I saw the Red Skull again. I was like I thought it was Mwah, beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. I thought for a moment like, "Oh, they they convinced him. They convinced Hugo Weaving to come back." And then come to find out Ross it was Marcon. not Hugo, yeah. it was Ross Marquand. Yeah. Mar- yeah. And I'm such a huge fan of his impressions, and I They're he, incredible. He's he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And you see that he was at his absolute best impersonating the Red Skull. And you it opens a lot of doors, I think, for his story to continue yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Now that we have Ross Marquand who can do an amazing Hugo Weaving Red Skull impression <laughs> now that we know, which is good enough to pass as the real thing. Yeah. I I really like that character. And I love that this is kind of what he was sentenced to, what he was exiled to.
1: Yeah. yeah I read somewhere saying that that, that was kind of – it was fitting in so many ways. And Absolutely. Absolutely. People are going to say, uh, I've read some places, that that may be where the souls go after the finger, the, the snap,
0: Ooh. but
1: you would know better than I would, so we'll, that will be another episode. Absolutely,
0: so, absolutely. So yeah, so anyway. But yeah, I and I love, like they talk about, like we were talking about earlier, like to get the Soul Stone, you have to oh. give up something you love. Yes, yes. And I think, to your point just now, it's poetic that Red Skull who doesn't love anything who legitimately doesn't love anything is at the cusp of power and can't have it yeah right and he, he and he'll never have it he never he doesn't love anything but he's forced to guard this thing for the rest of almost eternity which mm-hmm. I assume but then we get that amazing moment where yeah. thanos turns around and you see the tear and and gamora says really you're going to cry and Red Skull says these tears aren't f- for him. The tears aren't for him. Mm-hmm. And you... Oh, God. It's anguish.
1: She gets it. It's it's one of those rare moments in like filmmaking uh, where the audience gets it the same time the character gets it. Or mm-hmm. it's like she has that ah-ha, like, holy shit moment the same time we have that moment as audiences. Right. And then it just makes it so much more powerful because you are at that point in time the same character as the audience and vice versa. Right. And so it's 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 rough. It's rough. And that was that was one of my favorite parts of the film because of the emotional gravitas that it carried. You know, right. again, you know, we're used to rock'em sock'em movies and they're great. <laughs> they are great. They yeah. all they all but it's rare to have the stakes this high where now we have lost at this point and oh you know, well, when he throws her off. Ugh. And I thought for the life of me, something was going to happen. Something, yeah. right? You know, in your mind, like, okay, this is
0: not how it ends. But at this point, we've now lost Loki,
1: we've lost Heimdall, and now we've lost Gamora. And that
0: shot, just of her, just lying motionless at the bottom yeah. of this. So the, it's not fake,
1: cliff. Right? This is like right. this happened type of thing. We yeah. don't have. She's not hanging on the side of a cliff somewhere.
0: She didn't get picked
1: up by some spiritual raven the size of three men. This is. just happened. gone.
0: Yeah. So, and I and I, it's awful like you feel the anguish and what's great is that you feel thanos's anguish that's as he's because he grabs her arm and he's dragging her to the edge of this cliff you see on his face he doesn't want to do this and he even says this beautiful line where he's like i turned away from my destiny once i can't do it again not even for you Hmm. and you feel this connection that he's had with her for so long that we, as an audience, and to your point, Gamora never felt, and we all get it at the exact moment, mm-hmm. and you get to see this personal anguish that he goes through, and that he has to kill the one thing that he loves, so that he can fulfill his role in the universe. So then, that's how he gets the Soul Stone, and then we go heading back to Wakanda, and I think it's an excellent point that you made because the, uh, the the Battle of Wakanda. I think, in a lot of ways, mirrors the Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm. And also, I think, kind of, for me, mirrors the Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Because it's this large-scale battle. They drop the shield, or at least part of the shield. All the uh, outriders come flooding in. And one of my favorite moments in the entire film is they're all rushing at each other and you just see Cap running past everyone, keeping pace with T'Challa. Yeah. And he, like a true soldier, puts himself out first to mm-hmm. make sure he takes the first hit. Yeah. And I loved he just jumps and the battle starts. Yeah. And it's it's visually It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It really is. And we get to see kind of uh of Bruce Banner kind of fumbling around in the Hulkbuster I I don't Think they ever touched on how it got There or why he has it No they didn't Um, But I think it's hilarious watching him Try to figure out what's going on And at the same time like um, He's also trying to like get the Hulk out And Hulk keeps telling him no No. And then Like as we seem like they're On the end of a losing battle Boom, rainbow portal. And Thor comes whipping out with his new hammer. And it's, again, just like that moment in the subway where we see Cap and the, like, dun-dun-dun, like, kicks on. You get that musical just, boom! And you see Thor come out. He's decked out in his full chainmail armor and stuff. And you're like, we're getting a win again. Yeah. And you see him just going to town. This is, I think... The most powerful we've ever seen. Seen him.
1: him. Yeah, he's full on demigod slash god at this point. God of thunder, exactly.
0: Oh, and we forgot to totally, I forgot to totally mention, Thor gets his eye back. No pun intended. Yeah. Yes, Ah. yeah. And he, like, you see him. By the glorious rabbit. I know, by the sweet rabbit. And and it's this funny moment because he, like, pops out his eye. He's like, here you go. And Thor just puts it right in his eye and he's just like, Oh, I would've watched that. The only way I got that off play was by sticking it up my and they cut off. But it's like, oh God. (laughs) But again, their relationship, their interplay was so good. Yeah. And again you finally you get to see like them start to win. Mm. Where back on Titan, um Tony, Doctor Strange and uh Spider Man run into the remains of the Guardians. Mm -hmm. They have this great little battle um, and they all kind of come together at the end like we, we're we going to fight them here and then you get this killer, killer sequence where Doctor Strange is like just it looks visually like he's just like bugging out yeah. and you know the, the time stone's glowing and he just comes back out of it and he says you know I, I went through and I saw like over like 14, 14 million, million something yeah uh, possible futures, and Tony says, "How many did we win?" And Strange looks at him and he says, "One." Yeah. So then we get Thanos showing up on Titan, and Doctor Strange is there to greet him. And th- this was also a killer, killer fight scene. It was very smart. All of them, all of them coming together, and you always like, I I play a lot of video games. Same. And when you I don't know if you ever played like any of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. I have. Where like you get you get four people together. It's the most fun we have four people together. That's... Each of them playing a different hero and you just go and wreck shop and you see like oh yeah, I'm going to take out this guy. Okay, we can combine our powers to do this that's what this scene felt like is you get these characters in the sandbox and you say okay dr strange is gonna like conjure up these little platforms that star lord can jump on as he fires at him there's this great little sequence where um dr strange is pulling out these portals spidey jumps through punches thanos jumps into another portal yeah the portal opens up he jumps in through kicks him again yeah and i thought it was like you said very smart
1: yeah, it wasn't, uh, and so my limited knowledge of it was okay. Well, if you cover the gauntlet, then a lot, then you may basically make it a, a fight, you know. Right. And they knew that, and I thought that was great. And so you know, we've got the magic cloak covering the gauntlet, and so now mm-hmm. it becomes a fight. Which, and this is the first time we've seen him fight since that we saw him beat the shit out of Hulk. Right. You know? So now we've got, you know, you've got Spider Man, you've got Iron Man, you've got Doc, you've got uh, Star Lord, and you, you basically got. You've got three main characters. who have got franchises built around them. Yeah, and to me, that just speaks. It's just crazy. It's crazy we would have that yes. in this day and age, and not just that the movie. You know, it's like these are le- these actors. These are leading men in exactly. any franchise. So uh, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. They're
0: all the the ability, and I I'll I would like to touch on this a little bit later. Like the ability for. The Russo brothers and the writers that came into this to fit all of these characters into this film and mm-hmm. make them coherent and yeah. make them relevant the well, they did. was masterful, but so they end up getting Thanos pinned down. Tony and Peter are pulling the gauntlet off, and Mantis, who I thought was going to be probably one of the most useless characters in the movie, was used very well. Yeah, and you can see her contributions to the team because uh, Doctor Strange opens up a little portal Mantis hops on Thanos and just clouds his mind and pins him down mentally so that he can't concentrate and it could have gone so well yeah. and it
1: all goes to crap when
0: (laughs) Star-Lord shows up and he's like where's Gamora Mm -hmm. and you know immediately Tony is like you don't want to be talking about this now. We and, right, we almost and, got it. Yeah. It's and his desperation it. in Tony's voice got me. Yeah. He's like, we almost have this yeah. off. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And um, you, you find out, like, along with everybody else, like, what happened. And Peter's just like, no, yeah. no. And you see this emotional piece of him which probably the first time you've seen in Guardians as as that character well and you see you think about it and he is an emotional guy you remember back in um, volume 2 when Ego reveals that he killed his mom he just like starts blasting him just blasting him like until he's like in pieces and he is driven by his emotions Mm -hmm. at every turn but seeing him just lose it, just absolutely lose it, and Tony has to, like, hold him back, and Spidey almost has the gauntlet off yeah, it's of it's coming off.
1: And they, he's, they, 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 you know, job.
0: Starlet's, like, punching him in the face and, like, breaks it. And it comes, it literally comes off, and he catches it, pulls it back on, kicks everybody's ass, and... Just basic in one of the coolest moments, pulls down part of the moon, yeah, and just throws starts meteors at them. And I, they were so close, yeah, they were so close, but it comes down to tony kind of having this last stand where and thanos it feels has like it. out everybody it
1: feels like it right a last and you
0: stand. see like his nano machines are starting to lose power because he's like having to convert them to yeah. other pieces where they're leaving like his bare arm mm-hmm. to like keep fighting him and at a certain point thanos breaks off a blade from tony's armor and just guts him mm-hmm. and i thought that moment there was an audible gasp mm-hmm. in the room and i thought he's done like this is it? Right. we because I, and a lot of people were like, it's either Cap or it's Tony. Right. It's got to be Cap or Tony. And I thought, okay, well that's that's it. That's it for Tony. He's done. And you see, Thanos like pull him back. He leaves him there, and Tony's sputtering. He's spitting out blood, and Thanos has this really profound moment where he's just like, I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe out half the universe. And for the people that are left, I hope they remember remember you. you. Yeah, and and you see that he has a respect for Tony in a way. Yeah, and he's about to kill Tony, and Doctor Strange stops him, and he gives up the Time Stone. And to what you were saying earlier, like they foreshadowed this when Strange is like, "If it comes between you guys and the stone, I'm going to pick the stone every time. I'm going to leave you to die." And. Strange gives him the stone, and we don't know why at the time Thanos gets the stone, so he's he's got five of the six. So he warps out, and back on Wakanda, like they're they're turning the tide, they're winning. Right. But uh Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight are still in play, along with uh Black Dwarf, and They draw out Scarlet Witch, who has been kind of like standing guard over vision. And you get to see just how OP Scarlet Witch is. (laughs) She takes out these tanks that like show up and just like starts throwing them around. And Denai Guerrera, who is a wonderful actress, she Mm -hmm. stole certain she stole a lot of scenes of Black Panther. She stole certain moments in this movie. Big fight scenes. She she was she gives this killer line. She's like why was she up there the whole time? Man. Why was she down here with us? <laughs> and... And then, um, you, and then you realize why. Yeah, I realize and it. Corvus Glaive shows up. He starts attacking Vision. And what you were alluding to earlier, we get this kick-ass scene where Proxima Midnight fights um, Denai Gurira, Black Widow, and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. You see these characters, these female characters, who, as a given, aren't always represented well. Yeah. Especially in blockbusters like this. And you see that they are warriors within their own right. They're able to hold their own, and they fight off a member of the Black Order. Mm -hmm. And Scarlet Witch comes in with the uh, clutch movement at the end, which ends up killing Proxima Midnight Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Banner in the Hulkbusters fighting Black Dwarf and there's This funny moment where like he keeps trying to get The Hulk to come out and Hulk's like no he's like Screw you you big green Jackass I'll do it (laughs) myself (laughs) And he ends up using I think it was Like the left hand or whatever Of the Hulkbuster to blast Black Dwarf into The force field which ends up blowing him up Yeah So then we get um, Vision who ends up Killing uh, Corvus Glaive and then The whole mood changes Yeah, Whole mood changes And Thanos comes on the scene And we know that this is it We know that It's either we stop him here Or we don't stop him And it's this Beautiful moment where Scarlet Witch Is like I don't know what to do and Vision says, "You, we've run out of time. We tried oh, to get the stone it out. It was my a bed. great.
1: That was a great scene, by the way. That was, oh, that was so, so good. good. That was really, really good. The way they did that, you felt for those two in the moment, and so I thought I that mean, was fantastic. The way they, it. it was, you know, it was, it was a goodbye moment. I mean, right. they knew it. it the audience knew it, and it really was. And uh, and the movie really made you sit through it. The mm-hmm. film did a great job of." throwing people at it and just kind of buying time buying time buying time but right. in the end you oh, know yeah. there was nothing that was going to change there was
0: nothing that was going to change yeah
1: so we're stuck in this moment of heartbreak that uh and it really was it, it really was you was. know and, and and that was rough and I thought that so the so to kind of steal a little bit of the thunder was when fight when when Cap is fighting no, please do please Thanos do. right so <gasps> The parts in every trailer that there is, right? And you kind of feel like this is what it's going to come down to. Because now we know Tony lived, which means that It's got to st- be Cap. Right. And <laughs> at this point, you're like, fuck. You know, especially with uh, with Chris talking about, hey, this is it. After Avengers 4, I'm kind of done. So maybe this is kind of like, all right, well, maybe this is not lead into. But <clears throat> I thought, for me, this is where it's going to happen. Like in like, in- and it was rough. I'm thinking, Fuck. and I know you were sweating balls too. Man. Absolutely, sitting <laughs> S- two seats away I, from him, and he like,
0: I, and, I don't know if you noticed this, but as soon as like Thanos like knocked everybody down, and Steve just slides in, I leaned forward <laughs> because like it went down to the slow mo. Like it's yeah. and and on a side note, um, uh, Brennan and Juan of the BJ in the Morning podcast made a really good point where. They said that silence was utilized really well in this film, uh, and the lack of the sound. Yeah, and when it kind of slowed down, and you really didn't get to hear much of the uh, the ambient noise or any of this of the fighting noise, you just got to see Scarlet Witch just blasting the Time Stone on Vision, and this like the score beautifully. Mm-hmm just taking in this moment and you're right cap is you know fighting him he got a great just right hook off on um yeah on thanos's chin and then thanos just brings the gauntlet down and steve catches it and mm-hmm. it's all over the trailers everyone has seen this mm-hmm. and he thanos gives this look like what yeah the that hell? was a great that
1: was great it was almost like When, uh, it was almost like when Thor's hammer got picked up in Age of Ultron, when it was moved, the same look, he's like, oh, shit, was the same look that I thought that gave Cap when he's like, oh, shit.
0: Right.
1: But, you know, anyway, so.
0: And then he reaches up, and I'm like, don't. This is the moment. No. Please. (laughs) No. But he just strikes him down and just gives him the meanest right hook into the face, knocks him out. Which is the
1: first time we've seen Cap knocked out,
0: right? You know that was that was first time he's lost a fight since he you know got the serum, mm -hmm. and you watch as Vision like mouths like it's okay, yeah, I love you, and just (laughs) he blows up, and Wanda blows him right, like yeah, 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 yeah. So and Wanda is just like left there, just heartbroken and like laying on the ground. And Thanos comes up to her and he's like, I, I know what this is about. I know your pain. I know your anguish. Because he also just had to kill someone that he loved. Not like, you know, five hours ago, give or take. And you really, like for me for a second there, I was like, oh man. Since Wanda also got her powers from the Mind Stone, there might be some kind of connection there and i was like oh no he's going to he's going to do something to wanda but then he says you know but now's not a time to mourn and he uses the time stone and reverses time to bring vision back to whole and you see the surprise on vision's face and he's like oh no oh no and you watch thanos kind of knock scarlet witch away and he picks up vision and we all knew this was coming. We didn't know when this was going to come in the movie, and I think it's actually genius because everyone, myself included, kind of assumed like, oh, Vision's going to be like off in the beginning. That's going to be one of the first stones he takes. Right, cuz we seen the trailers too. Right, see that. And I think him being the last one really amped up the emotion for this. And you see him dig into Vision's forehead and he pulls the stone out and you see all the color drained yeah. from vision. I thought that was a really good visual yeah. visual touch.
1: The dark color moved on. And you know, the other part of it too is, because, and you, you really hit on it, is because we're we're just getting to it now and the type of movies that we're used to, it's like, they're going to figure it out. Right? There's going to be something that happens where, but, but that's so damn good and they wrote yeah. such a great story and it makes so much sense and when you think that what Wanda just went through is like, fuck. He's like, no, 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 hold on. Let me just reverse it a little yeah, bit, you know. And but I not for was, you, right? It was <laughs> so clever. Oh, you know? and, yeah. But you know, I thought a lot of a lot of me thought that you know they were going to figure out a way to get Vision out of that. I thought we'll that, see, and you know,
0: that like after he kills him, he puts the final times or the Mind Stone in. He gets this power, and he's like, everything's you know mine now. And then you hear the thunder crack. Mm-hmm. And you see Thor just jump up. He's like, "I, f- I fucking came for you, right. you son of a bitch!" And he throws throws Stormbreaker, and it cuts through this beam that he sent out with the gauntlet, shung, right in his chest. I was like, "We got him! Yeah, we got him!" Yeah. <laughs> and I was, and again, and again, this movie took you on an emotional ride. Yeah. it He took you on the ride with you where you're just like, yeah! Yes! Oh, he came in and he even gives a sign. He's like, I told, told you. Because he promised him at the beginning of the movie, you're going to die for this. Right. And he said, I told you. I told you. And it's this moment of like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Everything, he got him. And Thanos is just like dying and like in retrospect, totally hamming it up mm. where he's just like, oh, you, you right and then he goes this killer lines like you should have gone for the head mm-hmm. and it's like what and that even thor's like no yeah. and he just snaps his fingers and it just goes white yeah. yeah and honest to god i was like is that credits i thought it would have been credits yeah i like it got me yeah. and i was like oh god oh no yeah oh no Oh, no. (laughs) But then it fades in and you see Thanos in what I think is soul world. I
1: thought the same thing. Because like a big thing
0: with the soul stone is it has inside of the stone its own little pocket universe where it keeps the souls of either uh, people it's come into contact with or people who have died in the stone or with the stone. And you see and I think this is the soul world. Because you see Gamora right. But it's of course it's Kid Gamora But it's like that's the first soul It's the first soul In the stone And he gets up and he looks at her And she's like you know did you do it And he's like yes and she's like What did it cost And you see The weight the emotional Weight on Josh Brolin's Wonderful just mo face where he goes, everything. everything. Yeah, it cost me like everything. And he he says earlier in the movie to Tony, he's like, "My plan, I wipe out half the universe, sit and watch the sunrise on a on a yeah. ungrateful people." Yeah, that's his plan. He he accomplishes his goal. He retires. He doesn't want. Which is, I think, is really strange. He doesn't want any kind of recognition or anything. He just wants to bring balance to the universe. But and that's move on. a
1: great. I think that's great about the character. Right. right? I, mean, I think that's so interesting about that character. So, you know, he's not out to con- You know, because Loki wanted to rule people, mm-hmm. right? So. And you know, Ultron wanted to you know the rise of the machines. This he all he wanted to do was make sure that what if you're on the side that lives, that you have a good life, that you have the opportunity to not have to worry about food, water. And again, how relevant today, right? You know, if you're on that side, but if you're not on that side, it's like
0: if you're not on that side, you know, it's um, I have no sympathy exactly, and that's his deal. And like, and that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Like how. Uh, politically relevant, yeah, that, yeah. That ideology is, yeah. and how, at least in my my respect, how kind of fundamentally wrong it is. But we we won't get into like the politics and stuff on that. Yeah, but you you it cuts back to thor and you see that the gauntlet is fucked
1: yeah i thought
0: i think it's like i thought it's, it was destroyed it looks like it it's it looks crunched it almost and... melted onto him yeah. and i think that's interesting cuz in the in the comics that doesn't happen in the comics he snaps his fingers the gauntlet's intact mm-hmm. so i am super interested as to what that holds but yeah thor is just like what did you do what did you do? And you see Thanos warp himself away and everyone's like, What the heck just happened? And it breaks my heart.
1: And Black it Panther my... was the first
0: one. No, it was Bucky.
1: No, it wasn't. It was Bucky because oh, everyone's
0: like, What's going on? Cap and you hear into... off off screen, you hear, Steve? And Cap turns around and you see Bucky just fall into ash. Yeah. And then like Black Panther goes, which I was super surprised. Yeah. But again, I think really cuts into this idea that I don't think Marvel was prepared for Black Panther to be as popular or as successful as it was. Yeah. And you see people start to disappear, start to fade away, go into ash. Mm. Watching Wanda like, Mm. cradling Vision's lifeless body in her arms just like Mm -hmm. being pulled away into the ash. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And then you see the effects of it. You see, um, people from Wakanda start to at, turn to ash. Mm-hmm. You see um, Mantis back on Titan like, oh, something's wrong. You see her go away. You see Drax go away. And Star-Lord, Star-Lord realizing one, yeah. where he goes, he's like, oh, man. Yeah. Where he realizes it, it was kind of his fault. Yeah. And he goes away. You see Doctor Strange and Tony's This like, is important, I to, think. Right. And Tony is like, why did you do that? And Doctor Strange says it was the only way. Right,
1: and he's got to be. We don't know, but he's got to be referencing the one in fourteen million. Right, he's got to right. be like, hey, this had to happen. This was part of whatever architect that was that made mm-hmm. uh, us win that one 14 million. This had to happen. Right, and and the- you know, I I just think that to me that was um. It, 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 it makes me really it makes me very nervous
0: for right. the
1: next one Personally. well and, and
0: and it's interesting because like 14 million is a lot
1: yeah
0: basic math you know yeah. right <laughs> but like with that am- amount of futures and that amount of variables for them to get that one chance mm-hmm. for everything to fall into place is very risky and it has to it it almost it has to involve Tony living through this. Mm. It has to. Because him saying earlier like I will not hesitate to sacrifice you for the stone mm. and him giving up the stone just to save Tony's life. Right. I think is super important. Yeah.
1: And it goes back to like and ways Ultron, right? When yeah. he's walking through and all of his friends have Bit. He's had to like live through oh, all God, that. You're stuff, so you know? right. It's so like, he and, and I think it's only fair that that character and that actor and that storyline. He it started with him and it should end with him. I think it's right. poetic and I and I hope it does. And as much as I think we'll get into the other part of the recasting moving forward and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. phase, I think it's four. Be phase four. Yeah. But you know I think we're gonna need a new Iron Man. I think we're gonna need, we're definitely gonna need a new Cap. We'll talk about predictions maybe in a later one. Yeah, definitely. But you know when he talks about you talked when he talked about Star Lord. We'll let you talk about when he talk about Spider Man too because that was really good. But <laughs> when he looks at him, he says, "Hold it together, Pete." You know, hold it together, Quill. And I think that was that was rough. You know, that's yeah. Tony being like, "Hey, you know, don't go quietly into the good night." You know, and and I think that was rough to watch. I think that right. was you know you know Tony seeing everybody just kind of fade away in front of him and just right. like. You what He's not the kind of guy that thinks he's ever going to lose. I think, and so I,
0: I absolutely agree with y- that. You know, he always comes in thinking that even if my plan goes to shit, I'm going to be able to f- improvise yeah, my way out of it. Figure
1: something out, right? Yeah. And so when uh, when it goes to uh, to peak, then it's uh, oh, then God. that was really
0: rough. Because you you think because um, when it comes to the Wakanda group, um. Bucky went away, Black Panther went away, Falcon went away. Wanda went away, too. Wanda went away. But most of that group stayed intact. Right. So we look at um, the Titan group, and most of them are gone. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. So I'm like mentally trying to tally in my head, like, okay, who's left, who's left, who's left? Of course. And then you hear Pete go... Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. And you're like, no! Yeah. Don't do this to us! Yeah. Do not do this! He's a kid! And he turns around and Stark is just like, it's okay, I got you, I got you. And he starts crying. Yeah. He's just like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. And it brings me back to Homecoming. Mm. And I, th- I thought Homecoming was, for me, the perfect Spider-Man movie. Mm. And there's a moment in that film where he gets crushed under the debris and he's like calling out to help and he's crying and it's evoking this, um, this just iconic moment in the comics where it's an entire issue of Spider-Man just trapped under this debris and water's rushing in on him. And if he doesn't get out of this, he dies. And the entire issue is him struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And finally at the end, realizing like, I have the power within me to do this and he lifts it up and escapes and the same thing happens in the movie where he finally like he's but up to that point he's crying he like he's calling out for help and it's like you you lose sight of the fact when he's jumping around thwipping and quipping Mm -hmm. like you lose the sight of the fact that this guy's 15 Mm -hmm. he's like kid he's a kid Mm -hmm. and in this moment where he's like I don't want to go I don't want to go like help me I don't want to leave it hits you so yeah. hard of all the emotional things that happened throughout
1: the film I think the toughest one was that one I agree you know and and you go back to the whole relationship that they have and it's and it's an interesting right. relationship in, in which,
0: which was way, built across both Civil War and, and Homecoming. Homecoming
1: yeah and I think that for it to, and I don't think it's going to end. I think that, well, again, we'll get to that later. I think that there's definitely going to be some reprieves given out, especially with Black Panther being right. successful. It was, I think that there are some characters that probably could stay gone if they wanted to fill out the roster, right? But of course, I think that with the success that uh, that Spider Man's had, and with Tom Holland being as successful, I know you love him as Spider Man, so yeah. do I for that matter. But uh, that was really hard to see. And I don't you know, you hope there is some type of reprieve, right. but you don't know. Like and you really don't
0: know. Right. And you you kind of like like with Tony, like with Cap, you kind of expect that you look at these characters and you're like, okay, no matter what else goes wrong, they're gonna make it out okay. Yeah. And I fell into that camp with Spider Man. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's a kid, you know, he's insanely funny when they want him to be. Yeah and he's very useful in fighting and the relationship that he's built with Tony is one of if not the best relationship that Tony's had in the MCU mm-hmm. and like I I think that it hit me so hard because it surprised me that they went that far Yeah. and they decided like we're gonna go through the throat Yeah. and we're gonna like we're gonna take him out and watching him wisp away and kind of leave Tony alone and I mean he's he's with Nebula who also made it to the planet but he was just he was left alone 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 like right. mentally emotionally he was left alone and that was it for him mm-hmm. and it's just this silent moment where he's just sitting there just he can't process it right he can't process because he has it. lost right he you he's know. officially he's been handed the biggest loss of his entire life mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to the wakanda group and cap sits down and they're like what What's happening? What's what's going on? And he just goes like, oh my god. Like it finally dawns on him exactly what's happened. Right. They lost. And the gravity yeah. of them losing. Because even in the first Avengers, even in Age of Ultron, even in Civil War, where they were handed losses, they figured it out. Hmm. They figured it out. They turned it around. And this is one of those moments where you sit back and you're like, they're done. Right. And they know that. Like, that's your right. thing about it,
1: too. Like, you get to kind of experience that with them. And I think that a great part of the film, as we've talked about it before, is that you're on this journey, but you're in this, you don't know any more than they know. Right. so You know, we are, they're their vehicles through us and see what, and, and this whole experience comes through them to us. Yeah. And so I think that was really interesting and really hard to see to see that part of it. And the last 15 minutes of the film was, uh, was really brutal. I would say starting from right. when. You know, Wanda and vision and moving forward till the end credits. Mm-hmm. I think that there was so much done, and 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 I'm really excited to see. You know, we'll talk about Adventures four coming up too. But I mean, how that comes out unless we should get a trailer Next in year. a couple of months. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, that to me was a uh, it was it was rough to watch. And you know, so you've everybody's seen the memes. Everybody's joked about it on Facebook. People have been great about not spoiling it, but at the same time, you know, it's something rough happened. Something right. rough happened.
0: So. And The final shot of the film is On this distant planet We don't know where it is It's this little farm And you see Thanos come out And you really In this end scene You realize He won Yeah, He set out He set a goal And he went out and achieved it Mm -hmm. And you see him sit down Because again he said he wanted to Just sit and watch the sunrise On a grateful universe and you see him sit down, and you see this the smallest amount of a smile, because he knows he accomplished his dream, and he can die he can die happy now. Right. And then it just cuts. Yeah. And one thing going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, at the end of every Marvel movie, there's always like this, like da da da, like at the start of the credits with like art and like all right. this visual effects and stuff. And this was. It almost felt like a Nolan movie. Yeah. Where it just, like, black screen, white text. That's yeah, it. that's what it was. And it's was just that silence, that a little bit of, like, piano comes in, mm-hmm. and then, like, that's it. Yeah. And it just, like, it sits so heavy on
1: you. Because everybody's waiting. Everybody's for Everybody's waiting for that last win. Everybody's waiting for, like, give me something. And uh, and then you could talk a little bit about... Uh... You know, and I think there's that, too. It doesn't just end... So on our post credits, right? Because of course it's is a Marvel movie, so we're gonna do you a have post-credit. to
0: have post credits.
1: You know, and it affects like from we've seen it on a you know on a uh, on a micro level where mm-hmm. we've seen these people starting to take off, start being being zapped out, right. and then we sit in a macro level where we're in a city and helicopters are crashing, yeah, and cars right. are crashing. So we don't now it's not just well what happened to our Avengers and, and the yeah. warring parties. It's like, what happened to the world? The and world. A beggar, and, and the universe. And
0: I remember when we... Because you see this moment where... Because um, we catch up in the post credit scene with Nick Fury and Maria Hill, who we haven't seen in a while. Like a long while. Yeah. Um, and they get out and people are disappearing. And you see this helicopter just go and hit this building. Which I thought, super ballsy. I was yeah. like, you're really going to put it in New York? Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> but like, I heard you go... And it's that, again, like you said, it's that realization of, like, this doesn't just happen to our heroes. He doesn't just wipe out, oh, I'm just going to take out half the Avengers solve my problems. Yeah. It's the entire universe, the entire, our world. Half of us are gone. Right. And you, like, you get to see the immediate, the immediate um, aftermath of that. And then you see um, Maria Hill start to waste away into Ash, and Nick Fury jumps into action right away, because he recognizes what's about to happen. And he reaches into this bag, and he pulls out this little space pager. This little pager, this little device, we don't really know what it is. You see him type into it, and then you start to see his his body start to do- turn to Ash. And... I think this is the moment where they knew they could get a PG-13 rating <laughs> because Nick Fury goes, as he's being faded. he goes, mother fuck, and then cuts him off. <laughs> and I was like, ah, you snuck it in, Sam, because Samuel L. Jackson is known for his motherfuckers. Yeah, he is. And he doesn't get to say it. So the little pager drops to the ground, and we zoom in on that, and it pops up the Captain Marvel logo. So we know that that's what's happening next. Right. And I love for a little continuity standpoint for me, because we know that Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. I loved that it was a little 90s pager, is how he contacts her. (laughs) But yeah, and that's where it ends. And it... Like... Walking out of the theater was like a like a hushed silence. Like yeah. people were having like little conversations, kind of low to each other. But I've never walked out of a Marvel movie like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the tone is completely different. It was, it was, it was brutal. And they mm-hmm. and they told us that it would be, but right. I don't think anybody really believed that it would be that brutal. You yeah. Know so, absolutely. I mean, we talked about. I, I mean, I mentioned the reprieves earlier, and I think that we're. I think that there's gonna we'll see and you had mentioned it too about how successful okay so you know part of what we were talking about before was that I think some of these characters uh, the finality of it is you know we'll see how it goes but I definitely think that some of them if not will should definitely get reprised I think that uh, Black Panther you had mentioned earlier that was I think way more successful than maybe they anticipated right you know I don't think they ever think their movies aren't going to do well but this one has done
0: phenomenal, yeah,
1: and the sustainability of this, too. I mean, we Absolutely. joked about it that it actually moved up in the gross, <laughs> yeah, uh, you that's know, right. It made it would jump from, I think, eight to four this week, so yeah. that in itself is a lot about the staying power of that that film. And you know, I think that that's definitely somebody that, that the franchise would want to have around for at least Absolutely. a couple more films, and maybe even to phase four. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh you know, Spider Man and Pete. Of course, and, and I think that's a big one, and, and Doctor Strange even too. I think that was that was one that maybe people didn't expect to be as enamored with they were, but right. his storyline was great. It was unique, and that's and he's
0: just, he's wonderful as a character. Very as well, much
1: so. yeah. He could be the next Tony once there's no more Tony. Right, absolutely.
0: That, we both know that everybody that day's coming. Right, and and that and they I think touched on that a lot in this film on. You take two people who are so similar, and you put them in the same room; they're gonna have issues. Mm-hmm. Like I love the little bit he he says. Uh, Doctor Strange does something about like with your head so big. I don't know how you fit it in that helmet. <laughs> like, and it's like coming from him. That's hilarious because they both have such huge egos. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion on this okay. because I. I don't know if you, dear listener listening, know this, but Chris is an incredible filmmaker. He's been working on a lot of stuff ever since I've known him, and I am super interested in how you felt about the production aspects we Mm -hmm. talked a lot about the story beats talked a lot about performances i want to know what you thought of like the pacing the editing the sound editing even like just um uh any of the oh what's it called i'm forgetting oh the um Oh, it deals with the camera. It's the <laughs> cinematography. Uh, cinematography, that's yeah. the word. <laughs> but, yeah, just I would love to know what you sure. thought, things you liked, things you didn't yeah. like.
1: I, you know, going off of it, I loved uh, the Russo brothers, where they filmed things. I liked them. Uh, and they've been really in charge of kind of uh, taking us along Cap's journey. They have they they were doing uh, Winter Soldier, and I'm almost sure they did. I know they did Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they started Winter Soldier. Yes. And the way they film things, it's, it's very uh, – typical of a of a war movie and i know that i remember when they were first talking about doing a captain american movie, they're saying it was going to be a war movie it was going to be something not like iron man and so that's what the, the whole world had come to know was iron man but this is going to be different and they really shot it that way they made it There are things you can do within the camera to make it uh you know look more violent more intense and i think if you look at uh saving private ryan spielberg did that uh, in spades with his entire film you know, you can go back to watch the beach scene and that was done with an increased frame rate and shutter speed to make things look sharper and crisper and a lot of people do that during fight scenes and war films um it's everywhere in civil war it's almost hard to not see it and i think that me for me is great when translate to this because i really enjoy the storytelling aspect of it and the way they film things the cinematography it's 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 they always do such a great job and you know that these actors are working on mostly green screens and for them to really to 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 elicit the performances they get out of we talk about it i mean you know when tom holland and and robert down jr were had that moment where tom holland's character is basically disintegrating right that was probably done on in front of a giant green screen on (laughs) wires you know what i mean it was Mm -hmm. probably the most impersonal thing that it could be but it made those the talent level they had with those actors made it fantastic. So, mm-hmm. you know, the cinematography, I always look at it and it's always a nod to their to their digital effects team. And you don't ever want to say like, well, it was great because they did a great job um, making things up, you know. and But, you know, I look at Lord of the Rings and Lord of the Rings, for the longest time for me, was the staple of large-scale medieval battles you okay. know boots on the ground type of things like that and this is the one time that i think you know what this is probably as good as if not better than that so you know the large scale battle at the end when you know we didn't really talk about how when uh when uh Rhodey comes in and he's basically napalming them you oh know, you're and right that yeah cool one, you've got uh Falcon running around, and he's shooting from above, and, you, and your camera flips down to be at ground level. I think the way they the way they blocked that and the way they would have framed it was was fantastic, and I would love to have been on with The storyboard part of it and how they're talking about doing it, and also, this is the first movie that shot completely on IMAX cameras.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I and did not so, know that.
1: Yeah, in addition to whatever production costs they had, it was an additional 40 million dollars just on camera equipment. Wow, so yeah, so I I would like to see it in IMAX because I, I have yet to Same. do that. You know, maybe, maybe we could go see it in IMAX, and I totally. I'm Don't, yeah. I think that would be a uh, really cool to go in and, and see and 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 kind of see that visual aspect of it. So,
0: so for for a camera question for you, because yeah. I've seen something that gets me a lot when it comes to like movies that involve any kind of action or anything mm-hmm. is uh, shaky cam. Yeah, shaky cam really bothers me because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't give the viewer a whole lot to focus on. Doesn't mm-hmm. let them know. Um, I noticed back in Winter Soldier mm-hmm. that there were quite a few moments in that film where they kind of did resort to shaky cam, which, I mean, as a storytelling aspect, like you're trying to make it seem more intense. You're trying to get the audience in that kind of audio visual realm of not really knowing what's going on. And I feel like they got they did less of that in Civil War where there was more kind of sweeping. I mean, there's that amazing sequence where they're doing the airport battle at the airport, which yeah. i think is yeah. beat to death at this point and how good it is but it's because it's so good yeah and i feel like they really perfected their use because i believe there was shaky cam in the film i'm sure yeah but it wasn't something that I personally noticed. So, what did you?
1: Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I, don't mind it. In fact, to me, it, it, but then it's the aesthetic part of it too. Like Nolan, Chris Nolan is notorious for not having to shake him. He puts his stuff right. on the sticks or on a slider, and every scene you have is is locked down, which worked really well in most of the Batman series. The one time I actually hated it was when he was fighting Bane the first time on the catwalk. Really? Because it felt a little more staticky, And people said, had come to say that he looks stiff in some of the fighting scenes, and so interesting. But but that's Nolan style. So right. flipping it and going to to Spielberg style, and he, what he did with uh, the Prime Ryan was was all shaky. So you have these two polar opposites, and you're absolutely right when you say it wants to convey kind of madness, kind of chaos, um, and it puts you in the head of that you know, that soldier, that warrior, that thing. Because you wouldn't use shaking cam. I mean, it's it's very it's story based. You wouldn't want to use shaking cam in a moment of like between Wanda and, uh, and and Vision there's no way that was <laughs> you, shaky cam.
0: can you, know you I mean? imagine they're yeah. just having that moment yeah. in their and, and, hotel room and it just starts shaking yeah. all over the, the I, it's like, what the fuck just happened
1: <laughs> but when let's say at the end when, when we're having our fight in Wakanda for them to not use shaky cam to me at least to some degree and again of course there are different variants of it you know does just the, just the camera sweep 30% from the screen or does it just do 15 20 when it just touches the corners because you know, like when Cap is running and, and, and he and he's in it, mm-hmm. you know, just his face, the dirt, the mud, you know, and, and like to see this kind of camera settle on him, and you know, you're in that moment when he's when he's in a chaotic moment, so you're with him in that. So, you know, he and, and then shaky cam is great for for shots where they're continuous. So that way, you know, when you yourself as a person, let's say you run up to a scene and you you know you look left, you look right. To do that, it's easier to do on like a handheld, which therefore kind of created a little bit of a shake. Interesting. But but yeah, like in what time it's funny when you won't see it is usually when they're flying, like for roadie or mm-hmm. for falcon, uh, you won't necessarily see it. But it's still a balancing. When you're on the ground, is when you'll see it, okay. and that's when you'll almost always see it. It's such it's in. Civil War did it, but they did it in their fights. Right. Civil War, did, and even then, not like when they were stuck in the uh, the the rocket chamber at the very end, mm-hmm. they didn't use a lot of it then either. That's true. But they used it um, when he, when uh, when Bucky was escaping from uh, the first time.
0: Oh yeah, in the in like the... The apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, that was everywhere in the apartment building, absolutely. Right. So so yeah, there there are different uses for. It. I actually I like it. I think I like it when it's necessary. Right. You know. But you're right. In, can I go back to it? Like, had it happened with Vision One, was like well, somebody <laughs> camera had a heart attack or something, but yeah, but yeah, and I thought the sound design was fantastic. You had mentioned earlier when you said that the sometimes the lack of any sound can be more, you know, uh, I guess now I don't, don't prevalent word more, more impactful. That's a great word for it. More impactful than than any type of sound. So, and that was I think really 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 noted when uh, when wanda was kind of you know i don't want to say killing vision because she wasn't but she was destroying the stone right and you know like to say he mouthed it's okay i love you mm-hmm. the audience knew what he was saying we didn't need to hear it right you know and they understood everything else going around it so i think that the sound design as always is 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 magnificent especially when you're dealing with such gravity and and these events that are just so important and uh and I think that you know it's really hard. You know, Kevin Feige's—he's created in ten years. He's done something that some studios have never been able to do. You right. know, like how there was a, a couple of production companies that since they've started have gone under. And it's wow. like that just speaks volumes of the talent level that they've been able to able to go work with and go forward. And see, for me, that's always an interesting part of it. I enjoy the the entertainment value of it, but I also enjoy what it took to get there you're you're creative you understand what it takes to build something from i mean we're not even talking from like entry level we're talking about well this is a cool idea now how do we get it from an idea to a concept from a concept to an enterprise from to an enterprise something that's looked at like you are now the standard and and you know the funny thing is that i think the the funniest thing i heard about you know going to the avengers is marvel will always be compared to dc and 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 I guess that's probably said backwards. DC will be always compared to Marvel. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Justice League had just come out. Maybe, I think, it was the first weekend of the run. And then, I'm sure they did it on purpose. Marvel dropped the Avengers trailer. (laughs) And I think somebody had said, and just like that, everybody forgot about Justice League. And so, you know, I mean, we've talked about that. That's kind of issues, but... But Marvel's done such a fantastic job, and this is no exception. And I'm really glad that they decided to, to to ratchet up the stakes because one of the big criticisms people have about these movies is like, you know how you you never really think that your main character is gonna die. Like I watched Winter Soldier, or I'm sorry, uh, Civil War again today, and you never really think that Cap's gonna lose. You never really think that Iron Man's gonna die. You never really think that until it happens. And so right. in this film, it happens, and I think that, you know. Nobody really expects it. You don't know who you're going to react until it happens, and then yeah. now because all of you know all of six hundred and twenty million dollars has been spent in the film, people when they leave understand and they they know what it feels like when it happens. And one last thing on that too: at the end of every movie, whether it's an Iron Man movie, Iron Man will return; Captain America movie, Captain yeah. America will return. In this movie, it's just Thanos will return. Right. That's what it said at the end. So for me, that just kind of goes to what we're saying that it is his movie. Right. I agree. It's possible that, you know, we were kind of duped and believing that you know our we were going to follow our good guys instead we followed our bad guy, Mm -hmm. which if that's what they decided to do, is a masterful way of telling the story.
0: Well, and I think it's interesting because like, if you come at it with the perspective of we're going to come back to this world with our characters and we're going to fight and we're going to win you will leave this movie with a tinge of disappointment and a lot of shock Mm. but if you come into this film with the mindset of we're going to follow the story of a man trying to accomplish the greatest goal he's ever had in his life Mm. and and you watch him and you invest in him It's a completely different experience. Yeah. And it's something that I don't think they've been able to pull off ever in the Marvel movies. Yeah. And I think this film is so interesting that they've done so many things and pulled in so many directions. They absolutely raised the stakes. They absolutely created a villain for the ages. Mm -hmm. And I think going back to what you were saying about, you know, idea to concept, concept to enterprise. Enterprise to Standard. I think this movie kind of cements the fact that not just in superhero films, but Marvel films in their own right can represent a standard when it comes to filmmaking. Oh, absolutely. That's when it comes to production value, when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to what have you. Like, I think down the line, you know, even if, you know, superhero fatigue does set in and we start to. I don't remember what director or whatever said that, you know, one day the superhero movies will go the way of the Westerns. You Mm -hmm. know, I think that even going forward from now, especially coming out of this film, people are going to look at it and say, that was a movie that heavily influenced the way I did this. Sure. Yeah. And these films as a whole heavily influenced the way that we presented these movies going forward. And
1: not just that too, like and in into that, like even let's just say after which will never happen, but after of let's just say Avengers Four, Marvel never makes another movie. Right? They shut up they shut down shop, everybody retires billionaires and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. But like people will always to this day, say I want to create a universe like they did. There's a right. conjuring universe, right? There's a yeah. conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and
0: uh universals dra- dark Dark universe, monsters, which is if that's even gonna happen.
1: Right? They keep and see, you know, that's something that, you know, and you can you can if there was no Marvel cinematic universe, there would be not even an iota of a thought of a dark universe or universe. And they right. have money too. It's, you know, so it's a matter of finding the right people and, 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 you know, Foggy was fantastic. He, you know, he's
0: He's the man steering the ship.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, yes, Marvel has money. Disney has money. But Universal has money. And the fact that they are not able to kind of even get anywhere near the same success. Warner Brothers has money. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And Marvel's got, and DC's got a great IP. They've got so many IPs that it's for them to say the, I would say the only really successful one at this point to me is in Batman, right. and then obviously Wonder Woman. But outside of that, I mean, yes, there are there are good ones. Although right. I have my reservations about Justice League. I like Superman, but do I right. think it's anywhere near? If I were to say Superman, on you know, I don't even know. I would say maybe maybe it's on par with the Thor films. I mean, mm-hmm. they're interesting, but should he be able to carry a franchise? Absolutely. Right. Batman, same thing. I think that. You know, we could talk about this all day, but I think there was a real big misstep missed when they didn't recast Christian Bale. Although I get why they couldn't. I understand right. that part of it. Right. But had they the transition from going from, you know, from Nolan's standalone films into a, you a know, a universe. wider universe. Right. I think Christian Bale would have been a great transition. And then kill him off or whatever, figure it out. But right. you needed a bridge.
0: You I know? see what you're saying. So,
1: but, but, but going back to what you were saying, yes, no matter what... Uh, I think Marvel, and again, they're not just comic movies. They're they're going to be influencing things filmmakers because there are kids who are the first thing, the first movie that this twelve or thirteen year old is going to see is this movie, and he's going to be like, oh, well, that's great. How do I make it better? You know, how am I going to put my spin on this? Who's going to be the next? You know, I always say James Wan was a great horror film guy, mm-hmm. and he is. And so, who's going to be the next guy who comes out of this one? For me, you're absolutely right. I and mean, Tupac had a great line: "I'm not going to change the world, but I will spark the mind that does."
0: And it's like, you know,
1: so it's, it's, it's part of that. And that's, that goes back to the greatness of filmmaking, storytelling, and just being a creative and just having an idea and then seeing where your idea goes.
0: Right. So I would like to see if you had anything that you disliked in the, in the movie. I personally, I voiced it a little bit earlier. I wasn't a huge fan of how they used painter. Peter Dinklage, Mm -hmm. I thought um, there were certain like ham-fisted ideas, and I think there there could have been a better use of him as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, I, but beyond that, there's not a whole lot that I can really kind of put my finger on Mm -hmm. about. What about you?
1: You know, I, I I let me preface it by saying this: I know that the last Star Wars came out and a lot of people are, have get caught up in Star Wars fever it's Star Wars I'm gonna love it it could be a steaming pile of shit but I'm gonna love it absolutely it takes a couple of weeks so, uh... for it to wear <laughs> there you go an <laughs> <right. laughs> upcoming episode on that one uh, it takes a couple of weeks for like the gleam to wear off it's like, you know what maybe it wasn't as good as I thought I wanted it to be and there's that but this movie like I don't know what they could have done differently outside of maybe not kill some of their characters off, but then mm-hmm. it takes away from the story, takes away from the gravity of that. Right. I am a huge fan of that. You know, uh, I, I, I like Gamora as a character. I thought that, that their relationship. Had you not seen Guardians, mm-hmm. you would still. Granted, you should see Guardians. Let's just of get course. that straight. Of course. But if you didn't, you would understand Gamora and Thanos' relationship throughout the movie. So. Right and it doesn't beat you over the head with it there's a lot of the acting is so good in that. I go back to it and it's it's, it's so good and you know they're working mostly with green screens and just you know you have it's two actors in a situation hey this is what happens and just go and they they do it so well no I honestly I like there's so much I liked about it honestly there's nothing at this point that I could say that I don't like about it you know but I think I think Bruce Banner struggle with the Hulk I get it, I think that's going to come up I think he's, because as an actor you know, when you stick him up against Tony, who's our, but, but Tony's been established right, we know right, Tony, of Tony's in a good one-liners people are going to laugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right and then Thor Thor is Thor is really funny now, I mean Absolutely. Ragnarok kind of made his character, uh, you know well you said it earlier, I mean he's so different between the, 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 the films and where he is now and uh and, and Cap is Cap. Cap is just, you know, we get introduced to him like halfway, not to a third of the movie. But his character is is who we we know who he is. Mm. Bat is a little different, you know. We see him the Hulk and we see him battling with this thing, these internal struggles, the external struggles once he is the Hulk. And this one, I think they try to make him funnier. And I get it. You know, he's this ge- genius who now has to deal with this who he is now as he is now. but. You know, people are gonna be upset about that. I don't I don't mind it. You know, I think that it's great, and I think that, you know, we're gonna see that we're gonna explore that psyche, I'm hoping the next one, because you had said that there's no coincidence it's the original four plus Natasha that's left.
0: Right. Right. That's all by design. Probably Hawkeye Hawkeye as well. Somewhere. So that's the original six. And I think I I really believe that like the next the next film is going to be the last hurrah for them Mm -hmm. the last kind of mission going for them to have that final mission to go and save the new people Mm. and i think that you're right there it's not a coincidence that there were the people who saved and i think it's interesting also the people from this new breed that they picked to stick around which was rocket nebula Mm. and i'm interested to see where they come in in the story going forward But um, but yeah, so I would like to see what you think about giving it a rating.
1: Sure. Are we talking one to five? One Um, to
0: ten? Yeah, we'll we'll make it simple. We'll make it one to five. Okay. So out of five, out of five stars, what would you give this film? Well,
1: I'm a big stickler of it's hard to give anything a perfect score right I right? agree perfect scores are they should be hard to come by of course you know and and I Civil War was always my favorite because the stakes in Civil War are so high mm-hmm. and that was a big part of it That you had two characters you loved and they you knew that that was where our climax was going to be one of these two was going to win and one was going to lose and I think this one the stakes were higher you had people at this agree. time die there, there is like a Captain there's this great line where it's like Cap or uh, Iron uh, Tony tells Bruce, "We're not on speaking terms anymore." You know, so like, you know, you've been out of the game for a while. But for me, I think this would. Uh, I would mark it up, and I'm going to four and three quarters only because oh, I don't like nice. to get any. I don't like anything perfect scores, right? You know, but four and three quarters for me because the best things, the best part of it was the stakes were so high, right? And that it was unpredictable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that. Marvel made a promise to us as viewers and consumers saying this is going to be pretty dark right. and a lot of people probably aren't going to like it at the end. And they mm-hmm. were absolutely right. But, yeah. you know, this is the first half of what, you know, could be something great because it's the second Godfather, you know, so.
0: I agree. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Good pull. <laughs> so I, I'm going to preface this real quick because... Every time a Marvel movie or a superhero movie comes out, Chris always asks me, because I always end up seeing it before he does, I always he always ends up asking me, like, oh, is it good? And I, regardless, will always say... Loved it. <laughs> so, which, you know, the majority of them, I do. I, I love superhero movies, and for me, you know, growing up as, like, you know, the nerdy kid... It wasn't cool to like these things. It wasn't, you know, in the mainstream to be a comic book fan. And seeing all the stuff that I grew up with come to life is a huge deal. You can have my money anytime for something like this. But it kind of, it makes me feel good that something that I really, really felt, um so strongly about and something that i really enjoyed other people like chris enjoyed because mm-hmm. chris looks at things for what they are a lot of times and i look at them as what they could be or what they represent and having that realistic perspective on things like he does helps me to kind of temper my Uh, reactions to things because I will immediately jump up and be like oh yeah dude five stars every time (laughs) every time every movie but like when I look at it and I have to take into account like all of this other stuff like the production value the um, the emotional weight and I think that I would Honestly, agree with you at a four and three quarter stars because, again, there were certain there were certain things there was so one thing, that I wasn't a super huge fan of, and even then, it still fed the story and it didn't feel incredibly out of place, and I, gosh, this movie was so heavy and it, f- it took you on a ride and it made you feel something which is in today's society when we think about things and we look at them with such a cynical lens is so hard Mm. to be i guess like really um emotionally invested in anything Mm. and i absolutely agree with you that the the last act of this movie is incredibly i feel controversial in certain ways and that a lot of people are not gonna like it yeah but i feel like any film that is able to get you to feel so strongly and so intensely about this deserves any accolade that it gets right
1: mission accomplished
0: and i think it's right now it's tracking to be the highest opening of all time both domestically and globally mm-hmm. And to your Star Wars point, like Star Wars Force Awakens has had the highest domestic um, opening for a while since it came out. Episode 7 was sitting at right around, like, I think 245 million or something like Mm. that for the opening weekend. And Infinity War is looking at 250. Yeah. Uh, Globally, I think it was one of the Fast and Furious movies has had the global one and Infinity War is beating that out so I think and not just for like a diminishing returns like everyone's going to see what happens and then everything's going to drop off I think when you look at it and you see something that has the quality not just in visual effects not just in spectacle but when you look at something that has a storytelling something a storytelling quality, something that has a um technical quality to it. you really this was an experience. it transcends just being a superhero film, yeah, I think I agree it goes into one of the most emotionally stirring films I've ever seen, mm-hmm. so um. That is my long-winded way of saying four and a half or four and three, quarter four and three stars. quarters stars. Look at that! So our first, our first rating, and we're in agreement. Um, any, any last thoughts? Any no. final thoughts? You know,
1: I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward. We, we should go see it in IMAX. I think we'll make a date to do that. Let's think, do that for sure. Yeah, I would love to see how that kind of. I was already, I was already on in, in awestruck by the whole movie itself, but mm-hmm. I would love to see that part of it. But um, no. We could,
0: we, we could check it out in those weird 4D theaters. oh where...
1: 4D. Oh, the yeah, you,
0: you, you wind? You haven't yeah. heard about those? Yeah, yeah, yeah You yeah, get yeah, like yeah. wind, like everything shakes. Nervous, like man. you'll see it'll shake. Yeah. Like... <laughs> They're trying to let me something. Did you see
1: Ready Player One? <laughs>
0: I haven't seen I it All right, we'll
1: that later. I haven't seen like it. That. But no, my final thought on, on, on Avengers <laughs> is that it's, it, was, it, it was it was great. I loved that. I thought that it was one of those things where you had... It's, it's beyond a movie. It's one of those things where... And I keep I keep all my movie tickets. I'm one of those people that like I'll look at a movie ticket and I'll know exactly where I went with yes. when I went. And it's I'm glad that you and I went because you and I had now have seen two of the three that are out. We actually went to go see uh, Age of Ultron. That's right. And you were the the Tony. Uh, yes. Know, Tony
0: and so guy. okay, I got to tell the story yeah. because yeah. we um we assembled again <laughs> for uh, for uh, Age of Ultron for the premiere, and I wanted to do exactly what we did for the first Avengers film um, get a full group of people together have, make sure every Avenger is um, is represented in costume and for the life of me we didn't have a Tony Stark we didn't have an Iron Man we got every other person represented
1: even Hawkeye even Hawkeye <laughs> right? and he
0: was the same guy <laughs> shout out to Andrew Kincaid I know right. he listens to this podcast uh, see you soon buddy Hopefully, and um, I was stressed more stressed than a grown man should be about trying to find a friend to dress up with him. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out like, we can't do this without an Iron Man. And I don't remember who told me, but someone said to me, "Well, why don't you ask Chris? I'm sure he wants to see the movie." And at this point, me and Chris weren't as close as we are now. Right, we
1: weren't super close. We were close,
0: that's we, And I just, I asked him on a whim. I was like, hey, would you be interested in dressing up with us? You don't have to bring anything. I already have, like, a glove made out of foam for Iron Man's glove. Just come dressed up nice. And, again, we weren't super close at this point. So I sent the text and I sat there. And I'm like, this guy's going to tell me, no, you fucking loser. Like... (laughs) What are you dressing up for a movie premiere, or a child? Lose my number, but like, but he sends his text back. He's like, "What time are you guys going?" I was like, uh, "the the the, the midnight show I at the Tower Theaters." He's like, "Yeah, man, I'll be there." And I was like, yes! And so we showed up, gave him the glove, we got pictures and everything, and Chris came in with the clutch save and saved that whole event for us. So, um, yeah, we've now seen the premieres of two of the Avengers movies, and I am definitely hoping to do it again for avengers 4 yeah
1: yeah that, that's a, so so like to what you're saying is like to me i always think like when you have because we see a bunch of movies and it's, and right. it's rare that that you'll be there like man this is something i'm gonna remember for a long time but mm-hmm. it was absolutely it is, you know like just like like, just like ultron just right. like i you know I, I knew and so for me that was great to me it's a great experience and i loved it and i can only be you know we are actually we are lucky we are lucky is. Patrons were were like his audience members were lucky to be born in a time when we can, cause thirty years ago, Ugh. have you, yeah okay no so way. you know okay right. <laughs> so but you know we live in a time now where Iron Man is a reality you know yeah. and and Hulk is a reality and they're not painting up you know some huge bodybuilder in green paint and right. you know he can't I mean he's great but you know he's not right. jumping through skyscrapers but to me it was it was fantastic it was it was a cathartic experience that's usually really it's it's usually reserved for for, for live theater, which you know that, right? So, but to be part of that, to be to be with friends and really just kind of take that in, you know, you know you're gonna be when this happened, right? And you're never gonna forget Absolutely. it, and so that's that's my last go on it. What's your last go yeah. on? it?
0: Yeah. Well, I, God, you made it sound so great. <laughs> my 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 last thoughts are, gosh, uh, but Tell no, no follow, I man. I think it is. You you always are, but I think. I agree. This this is something that you're going to remember for a long time. This is something I'm going to remember for a long time. And I think that I personally am absolutely thankful that th- in this day and age, you can go to uh, your work and somebody say, hey, have you seen Infinity War yet? Yeah. Have you seen that superhero movie yet? Yeah, don't spoil Like, it. don't spoil it. And, like, people take such care in wanting to be part of this universe that we're now all in this together. We're now all more than just like, you know, comic book fans who converge on a building every Wednesday and have to hide their um, hide their love of comic books from the popular kids. Now we're we're all Avengers. And I think that this film has done so much and this franchise has done so Mm. much for everyone to bring people together to get them to experience something that can be so moving like this film was. And I I was really moved after the film. Um, we, uh, we parted ways, went to our cars and everything, and I remember getting into my car and getting a text from uh, my friend Cameron basically saying, like, I have so many feelings that we need to talk about this. <laughs> Not five minutes later, I get a call from uh, John and Taylor. John Noble, Taylor uh, Falshaw. Hello, if you listen, if you listen to the podcast, I <laughs> hope you listen to the podcast. Uh, they called me, and they basically we talked the entire drive back. They couldn't wait to like, t- yeah, they yeah. couldn't wait to talk to me like over text or whatever the next day. They had to call me as soon as they got out of the theater, yeah. and it's like being part of that experience with so many people, not just in our friend groups, not right. just in the US, but all around the world. They moved the release date back from May 4th to April 27th so that it opened globally. Everywhere around the world, except for China, I guess, um, on the same night. And being all together and being in this together really just hits me as a fan of this stuff and as a fan of the idea that the Avengers came together to battle the forces that no one could on their own. And that in that idea, they have brought together all of these people who may not have been able to enjoy things like this on their own. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, my, my final thoughts are go see it. And if you've seen it, go see it again. And if you've seen it twice, go see it in IMAX. <laughs> like, we, we, need t- we need films like this. We need films that stir something in you, get you in an emotional reaction, get you chomping at the bit to see the next film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I texted my dad, and my dad and I uh, don't talk very often, but he told me it is going to be a long 12 months.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> it's like it's it's crazy that like we immediately got out of the theater and we were like what's gonna happen yeah like what are we gonna do Fall for months 12 away. months <laughs> so we do have uh ant man and the wasp coming i want to say in june is it in june i think it's in june it's, it's pretty soon? soon after this so we're gonna find out where exactly ant man was and then uh, we have Captain Marvel of M- in March of next year, oh. right before Avengers 4 comes out in May. So um, definitely check those out. We are going to do an episode down the line for uh, predictions. Gotta do predictions. Gotta do predictions. Gotta do predictions. Um, but to fit them in here would be ridiculous, because we've already gone on longer than <laughs> I think any of the previous episodes. But... I I had a wonderful time with this film. Had a wonderful time talking with you about yeah, it. Yeah, it was great, man. Um, Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed the talk. And uh, yeah, go see this movie. Um, assemble at any theater you can to go check this out. Um, and let's just let's just ride this out. Let's uh, enjoy this film because it is definitely an experience to be enjoyed. Absolutely. So, that is our thoughts on Infinity War. Hope you enjoyed them and let us know what you guys think and what your thoughts and feelings were for Infinity War. So, um, yeah, for Geek Explained, this is Eric Azana and Chris Cotta. And we will see you next time.
1: Night, guys.